Hi, everyone. I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast about acting, art, and life, and that tricky little thing we're all after but rarely find ourselves in, the moment. In this series, I talk to all kinds of creatives and friends about the joys and the ah, heartache and challenges of acting, writing, producing, and getting out of our own ways to be the creative channels we all are. For more information, go to anthonymile.com, and you can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Okay, I hope you enjoy. On today's episode, we have actress Simone Ashley starring in season two of Bridgerton. They discuss staying in the moment during long shoots, trusting your instincts on a high-profile set, and having an open heart. Don't miss Simone on the second season of Bridgerton, coming to Netflix March 25th. Anthony has a new book coming out, Unstuck, a life manual on how to be more creative, overcome your obstacles, and get shit done. Check out anthonymindel.com unstuck to sign up for updates, promotions, and enter to win a free signed book. Hello, everybody. Welcome to In The Moment Podcast. Very excited about my guest today. First of all, because this is the first podcast I've done in two years where I actually have a real human opposite <laughs> me because all the podcasts, obviously, because of COVID, have been done via Zoom. But today in the quote unquote studio, which is my house, which doubles as the podcast studio, is the lovely, amazing, talented breakout Simone Ashley. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to get lots of real applause in your life and career now. So, Simone, thank you for being here. No, it's such a pleasure. It's I, just so nice to see you. We can hear by her accent. She's not from L.A. No, I'm not. I'm from London. Yeah. <laughs> and we're also having strawberries and chocolate hummus. And, mm. like, because it's tis the season. We're, we're doing this in December. Um, and we're having, like, pretzel butter toffees so if you hear us crunching and whatever so (laughs) but you have lived here though yeah yeah because you've gone to school here Mm -hmm. yeah so tell us about family from california oh wow oh i never knew that yeah are you serious yeah yeah oh wow so i've been coming back and forth a lot since i was a kid wow um, i mean i fell in love with that part of california and um i think always a part of me wanted to come back to that nostalgic kind of place uh-huh. and then yeah just coming in terms of living in LA it's always always been like on and off like one year here one year back in London um, but you're like your mom and dad aren't from here or anything no. like that so it's just like relatives mm-hmm. uh-huh okay yeah but then when you were here because when because we were talking before the podcast started like when the last time I saw you was in person so I mean I, I remember seeing you at the studio yeah but yeah. this must have been 2019 19. was the last time yeah, you were here. Before COVID. Before yeah. COVID, before your big job, which we're going to talk about. But but you had been working, were you coming to LA to get more work? And you were starting to get, you were starting to get work. So I guess that's the thing. People come to LA, right? Yeah. I mean, I, that was the objective. Mm-hmm. I kind of came to LA. I was, um, I kind of hit a wall living in London and everything happening in my life at the time and I needed to switch it up and I just wanted to escape, I think, a bit, just for a uh-huh. little bit. Yeah. And um, then ironically, the minute I landed and moved to LA, within the first month, all the jobs I booked were, we're filming back in, in the London. UK. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So then I ended up kind of living in LA but then traveling to London to film and then wow. COVID happened. Yes. So, yeah. COVID happened. Mm-hmm. But what was the show you were doing before you just got? Sex Education. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. But was, And there wasn't there a show before that too? Something that was a little more uh, I did... sci-fi or something weird? Oh, no. no. I did something on Hulu, like a mini-series. Oh, yeah. What was that? Um, called The Sister. The Sister. Okay. Maybe yeah. I'm... Okay. But then you auditioned for... Well, so by, by the time you hear this, you will know who Simone is if you don't know because... She is a part of the juggernaut called Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> Season two, yeah. which is dropping when? March. Oh, it's coming out in March. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you ended up getting Bridgerton via self-tape during COVID. Yes. Yeah. So I was in London. Um, I left LA right. in September 2020. Okay. 
left my dog here, my stuff, aww. my apartment. Well, she was with, not on her own. No, like, no, no, I know, but I mean, oh, but I mean, it's so hard. Like, it was aww. hard. And, yeah. I, and I was like, cool, I'm going to finish filming Sex Education. Okay. And um, this other project I was on, and then I'll come back in the new year. And then, um, yeah, and then I got a text from my manager just saying, hey, there's a role that's come up for Bridgerton and they're really interested in you. And um, I taped a few times. We had some Zoom meetings. Uh-huh. And then I had a chemistry read with Jonathan Bailey, um, who plays my love interest. And then within like 10 days. You got of, the call? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And I remember being on this job and... Um, I couldn't tell anyone and I left my phone in my trailer because my phone was blowing up and then I went to the green room and um, everyone was talking like, what did you do over the weekend? Oh, I watched Bridgerton and everyone was talking about it and what's going to happen in season two and oh I God. sat there and I couldn't say anything. So, that is hilarious. Yeah, it was quite funny. And had you seen Bridgerton prior to I'd like... Seen, I'd heard so much about it. Uh-huh. I hadn't actually seen it yet and then obviously when I was in meetings for the role you're like i better watch this yeah this would be so embarrassing yeah exactly (laughs) and then caught up with what the rest of the world has been kind of watching yeah Yeah. i mean it was a phenomenon right maybe partly because we were in lockdown we were in lockdown that was the first big kind of release during lockdown in a way right or Mm -hmm. like um and it was right in the heart of the lockdown right it was in march of that in december on christmas oh it was on christmas that's Mm -hmm. right because we were just talking about because i podcast with with phoebe diviner but like I, it hadn't come out yet, so whoa. So okay, I don't know. For I don't know if this is like for you. This is for me. All time has seemed to cool. have melted, yes. and I don't. I have no track of like. That's why I was like, I remember seeing you at the school in 2019 because I remember hugging you in the lobby. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, you're back in town. But that like everything else since then is a wash for right. me, right? Like that pre-COVID, post-COVID. I know it's crazy. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Omicron. Yeah. And then, whatever. (laughs) So, so, okay, so you got it, and it was like, yes, oh my God, and then, oh my God, probably, right? Because it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, straight after getting it, I kind of, we went straight into prep. Oh, wow. And we filmed for 11 months. That's right. Um, Because you called me, and we talked, and you were... I was like, how long is the shoot? And you're like, oh, like the next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the everyone, next 10 months. Yeah, I'd get texts from people in like the summer being like, you wrapped? And I'm like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then it was only the last month, I guess. Because when you're filming, you're just in it. That's a whole other... That's a whole other world, yeah. Time, what a sucker. Exactly. You know what I mean, right? Like, it's you're in a vacuum. Exactly. Yeah. And then it was only the last few weeks when we started talking with the producers about press and like all of that kind of stuff and when I rapped and kind of just had I don't know like a normal life like like not filming kind of schedule that's when I kind of the penny started dropping a bit like yeah yeah just that I what just happened yeah so, wow yeah I mean I'm sure it was a whirlwind at some level even though it's been the last 10 months of your life but like yeah. when you're in it and you're focused on something you're not you're not able to track the other stuff, right? Because especially because you're one of the leads, right? Your character is introduced and not giving anything away, right? And you're there, like you were there, probably like all the time, right? Yeah. How many episodes will it be? Eight. Oh, Eight wow. episodes. Yeah. yeah, and they're like an hour long each. Yeah, an hour long. Yeah. So that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So are you like, whoa, is it probably all feels different, right? Being back in LA now, having yeah. secured a big job, right? Yeah, and it's nice to be busy. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, that's what you train for. Yeah. I mean, yeah. here's the thing. I'm going to embarrass Simone here a lot. But like, so I was honored that Simone, I worked with her a little I mean, it's all Simone. I don't do anything, really. I really don't. I just support actors in them what discovering themselves trusting themselves right but we I got to work with her on the journey of this project and you know but I've known you for a long time and I remember the first time I worked with you in London and I was mm-hmm. like Simone you just trust your instinct just gotta trust yourself like <laughs> yeah. right but that's the same theme right and like I'm always actors sometimes get upset with me because they're like oh well the first time you worked with me that's what you told me and I was like well that is still your theme mm-hmm. right like it's a life theme that work relationships where you choose to live brings up your 
life theme, right? Because mm-hmm. our work is just a reflection of another part of ourselves. Yeah. So why wouldn't that come up in our work, which we've mm-hmm. talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Getting you to commit more to the way you want to do it, trusting that it's all there, mm-hmm. right? Or like whatever prep work the actor has to do, then you have to throw it away and you have to play ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I did feel that this year of filming, um, you know, you do your prep, you make choices, you... you I, I daydreamed about my character, daydreamed about different scenarios, worked with you. You can do all of that, but then it can completely change in the moment on the well, day. Well, it does, doesn't yeah. it, right? Yeah. yeah, and actually I felt the takes where I felt most comfortable and like satisfied, so to speak, and the rest of like the crew felt that way were the ones where I was out of my head mm. and I was just kind of throwing it all away and just kind of playing in the moment about it all. And I guess that's... Just class. Just like class. class. Yeah, just, just like, like all of it. That we kind of practice. And yeah. also remembering, like, sometimes, because I'm remembering, like, you just finished up and you had to go back and do something that was more emotional. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember when we were talking about it, the idea of thinking where you had to go, but then where the moment really took you was someplace different, right? Yeah, yeah. And that the actor, I mean, we do that because that's like life, right? We have a plan or an idea of what something's going to be and then it's something completely different Mm -hmm. and instead of trying to make it be what we thought it should be you have to surrender kind of setting yourself free like just an opening your chest and like breathing and just just opening to the possibilities Mm. because i felt the more pressure i was putting to cry or to to feel a certain thing a a result out of something like that pressure of like i have to feel this way i've got Mm. to feel really sad or i'm gonna think about this and it's gonna make me feel this way and then having that all day, I en- you end up shutting, shutting down, down. Mm-hmm. and you're not, le- you're not responding or letting anything in or just being in the moment. And actually, the moment I stopped putting pressure on all of that and just breathing, that's one thing I always try to remember yeah. after my classes with you is just breathing and just relaxing into it and o- opening up. That's when I felt like that kind of, those kind of emotions I felt like I had easier access to. I think also for you, your journey has been and what you maybe have found being on set with all these other actors, because some people from season one were still there, right? And then there's some new cast members. Mm -hmm. But also sometimes the intimidation factor, right? Of like, I'm I'm lacking something or something isn't going to be there for me when I'm ready to work because Mm -hmm. we compare ourselves to other actors, right? Or we compare our process to another actor's process. And then we think, but my process is different, so maybe theirs is better, and yeah. you know what I mean? I don't know if you had that. I had a client who worked on a big movie. She's the lead of. I mean, I could talk about it because we talk about it. It's Camila Cabello. And she, when she was doing Cinderella, what she learned through that experience was trusting her own yeah. way. She was working with people and she would adopt their way of working. And then she realized, well, that doesn't work for her. Yeah. Right? And so we have to honor your way is your way. Yeah. Yeah, and it is kind of daring to trust your own instincts. Oh, that's it. Did you hear it? Yeah, it's daring. Well, that's when you make the most special, unique um, moments. And as artists, that's kind of what we... That's the whole joy in it all. And then if you start taking the safe route and kind of scratching the surface and doing what's known to be safe Mm. and accepted like everyone else... Mm, Not like everyone else, but but. Do you, you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. But it, it, I think that's when you you create the greatest work is mm. when you dare to trust your instincts. And it's really scary because there's no one else that can tell you what to do or that's how right. to do or anything. And it's just, it's like driving a car. It's that's like right. You have to commit and go. <laughs> but it's also like life, I always say too, right? Like, because think about it. When you're up against something in life, like a relationship challenge or wanting to move to LA or whatever it is, you can consult with your psychic or your Mm -hmm. friends or your parents or your therapist right Mm -hmm. but what do they ultimately end up saying they're like well i can share with you my thoughts but it's up to you Mm -hmm. you have to decide right Mm -hmm. and my whole thing is like we're all making up our own methods through life yeah right and that takes a skill set of trusting our way, listening yeah. to our voice, right? Like I can ask my parents, well, should I do that? And they can give me their advice because they've been on the planet for 86 years, mm-hmm. but then they will probably end up saying, but but you gotta trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we, I think our culture nowadays is though, because of social media too, like we are so programmed to think there's a certain way yeah. because there's a look or a curation on Instagram of like, 
oh, that person looks perfect or they look to be living this perfectly happy life. So we try to like engineer our life like that, which doesn't work because first of all, that's maybe a fake representation anyway. Mm -hmm. But even if it's real, that's their path. Yeah. Your path is yours and my path is mine. And that also and it feels so good. I know. To kind of be like, no, this is how I Because that's the truth. It. That's who we yeah, are. That's exactly. the truth of your soul. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even like, even in moments in my life where I've made bad decisions or I've dealt with something not in the, in the best way. And but I've were they really bad? Or... See what I'm saying? Well, Go ahead. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just had to. But they weren't because why? Yes, you do. In the moment, they seem bad. But now that you look back... Yeah, yeah. You see that they like all things have unfolded to lead you where you wouldn't have gotten Bridgerton had you gotten this other job that in the moment maybe you were devastated and crying. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. We have to like revere and honor the mistakes, the failures. You have to embrace them more so Mm -hmm. than the victories because that's where we're learning the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, and it really is about discovering your own voice. And I feel like recently this year, I've, I've really started hearing it more mm. and trusting yeah. it more. And, you know, as you were saying, you can listen to your psychic, your therapist, your friends, your parents, whoever. And that's all amazing. And, you know, I, I'm so grateful for, for my support network in that sense. And But it is so much easier and simpler to kind of take that for what it is but then be like well what is what's what do going you on want? here what, yeah. what can I what do I want and like trusting that and it it feels good yeah it for me it makes me less anxious it makes me feel more confident more free and everything it's like it's kind of like that everything's gonna be okay yeah like it's fine well it is yeah yeah I don't ever think we can make the wrong decision mm. like in you know in terms of like well yes there are morality decisions we you know Mm -hmm. ethical and morality issues that we don't you know hurting someone or harming obviously but i'm talking about like oh okay you can't really make a wrong decision if you experience something and it doesn't work out the way you thought it would work out there's Mm -hmm. still something to be learned you we forget i think again we live in this risk averse business that we're scared to make mistakes and that also creates not interesting work Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah and the actor I was talking just before you and I got together here I was talking with another client of mine and she's really broken through she's the lead in this movie that's coming out that I coached her on and but we were talking about she did this movie prior to this this movie that uh the the director had a say in the final cut and she had seen an early version of it. It was really good, but not the director, the executive producer, I think. And now this new version of it, it's got some big stars in it. She says it's a disaster. And she's like, it's a total failure. Like nobody's going to do press on the movie now. But she said, you know, but Tony, I've learned so much from that experience. Mm -hmm. And I think we, I think the actor's job is to not start to build a life where you're scared to like, Oh, this might not work. Well, that's how we learn. Mm-hmm. Things don't work. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, again, like we think like, oh, the che- it's like dating, right? Like you have the check mark of all the things you think you want in a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's smiling, so she's getting this. Yeah. But then you meet that person, you're like, well, wait a minute. This isn't really... Well, you can't have so much control. That's what I'm saying. You've got to let it you go. You have to let... So this is... Okay, so I wanted to share with you. I, you're saying let it go and open a heart because I did an ayahuasca ceremony this weekend. Oh, my God. Yes. Gosh, no way. <laughs> yes. So those two words, I just want to... Your first time? No, no, no. I had oh, done okay. it before in Brazil, like a decade ago. Okay. But I'm so wide open right now because it's just, I'm two days out of it. I'd done it uh, in Brazil. I had did three different journeys mm-hmm. uh, at that time. Had some amazing experiences, but I just did it this weekend. And one of the things that kept coming to me was letting go, letting go. You've got to let go. You've got to let... And my boyfriend is always telling me, right? Like mm-hmm. when I'm trying to control things, it's not working in my favor. Yeah. Like it is for my ego because I feel safe and protected. Mm-hmm. But the bigger picture is not being revealed to me yeah. because I won't let go. But also, Simone, like I at one point, because I love that you just, you were talking about an open heart. Like you just have to stay open. Yeah. And, you know, I think of myself as being an open person. Like I'm sure you are and we all try to live. But then you realize like, Oh, there's so much more expansiveness of how we can be open. And I was having these interesting visions and like it was so 
not, painful is the right word, just because the human experience is painful in terms of we meet, greet, and we say goodbye, right? Like you can meet a stranger on a train and have a connection or they may help you because you're lost in, I don't know, some foreign country. And then you realize like, oh my God, that's the only time I'm ever going to meet them in this lifetime, right? Or so, just like the sanctity of life. But I saw, I was, when I was journeying, I was like, ah, oh, the pain of saying goodbye to people. Yeah. But I kept telling myself, there is no other way to be but open hearted. Yeah. Why else are we here but to just be open yeah. to love? And mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. And it sounds so simple, but all I these things that we're talking about, <laughs> yeah. they are so simple, but they're like, oh, they're so hard because they're scary. It is scary. And I think, um, you know, the most common reason why we, we do close ourselves is because we're scared to feel that pain mm, yeah. that you were saying. Yeah, scared vulnerability. To feel, to feel vulnerable, yeah. to feel sad about something or to feel all the so many different things like i found myself like skipping sad songs that would just come on my page like nope don't want to feel that but then <laughs> right right then consciously i'm like well what's the worst thing that's gonna happen i feel something mm. and that's okay and but then you're you're just practicing being open and letting it's kind of like um i always see it kind of like as a tank and especially as an artist, like if it's, em if you're running on empty because you're not letting things in, to refuel. how are you mm -hmm. going to put anything out mm -hmm. and express yourself? Mm -hmm. You're so right. You, you kind of have to keep that cycle going. That's right. Mm -hmm. I also think we like live in a culture to, again, the curation of a very, you know, it's like toxic positivity where we're, we're, mm. we're, we judge certain feelings to not be okay or unsafe. Mm. So like if you're scrolling past the sad songs because we don't want to feel the vulnerability or the heartbreak, it's because we, our culture is constantly trying to trip us out of that stuff mm -hmm. too, right? Mm -hmm. It wants us to be hooked into the, mm -hmm. the pleasure principle, mm -hmm. right? But that's not, how do I know happiness without knowing sadness? Exactly. How do I know ecstasy without knowing devastation? Exactly. Like, you know? Yeah. That's the principle. That's like a, it's the principle of life itself. So, and I think that's what brings common cause between all of us. Cause I think it is quite an egotistical thing to just want to be happy and positive all the time. Mm, no, you're right. But, way to phrase that, but like, but it's not real either. Right. Like real. you can't, and it's, that's, that's life. Yeah. I think it comes in waves. There's a lot of stuff about reality that isn't great for me. Like I, the only way that I can put it is like, it's, it's sometimes when I'm like, okay, well, I'm busy or I've got this going on or this and I still feel a little bit sad because I'm going through something, whatever. And I'm like, it's okay. Mm. That's fine. I yeah. don't have to, not every day has to be like, oh my hey! God, I'm like, woo, like yeah. I'm having the best day ever yeah. endorphins and dolphins. Yeah. Like, it's okay to like feel a whole range of different things. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love that you're saying that because I think it's important for people to, to keep being reminded that it's, it's not the end of the world right you know? that too well i'm always saying they're just feelings yeah do you know what i mean yeah. they are just feelings and they but i think this is where they they start to get bottlenecked when you don't allow them to be felt mm -hmm. then it causes long term it starts to cause problems right because yeah. like you can blow up or i always I say small voices get louder oh wow so small love voices it by your head, like and then, uh -huh. and then but you're not giving out. it agency yeah. so it eventually needs to be heard yeah mm -hmm. same thing like i think like anger like if we don't get in touch with all these things they they find a they find some portal to be expressed yeah. through mm -hmm. sometimes in an extreme way you know what yeah. i mean which mm -hmm. isn't healthy mm -hmm. but i i always call that like emotional intelligence that i don't think we live in a very emotionally intelligent culture no <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah. You know, and doing something like ayahuasca. Have you ever done ayahuasca? No, but uh, I really want to. Okay, next time I do one, I'll be like, Simone, you want to do it with yeah. me? Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I, I had a great experience here. I think like it's also really great to do it in an indigenous environment. Like I did it in Brazil. Mm -hmm. uh, one of our teachers at our school has done it in Peru. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I have a, do you remember Odd? I, yes, and I actually just thought of Aud because she did it. She's been traveling. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, this is so weird that I brought her up because I just thought of her today. She's in Colombia now. So, in the, did you know this? Yeah. Hi, Aud. I call so, her like every Oh my God, we like, have to, okay, we're going to take okay. a photo and send her. I was yeah. going to send her up because she, <laughs> so I was just in Colombia yeah. with my boyfriend, uh -huh. right? I think I told you I was, and then I'd be back and then we'd visit. 
And she's like, Tony, I'm here. Because did they, did she break up with Jonathan? Okay, that's okay, look. <laughs> <laughs> so these are a couple students at her school, at her London school. Everybody's like, I need to know the tea. So they were together <laughs> and they came to visit in LA. They're doing really great. And I think because of the pandemic has made people, you know, reconsider yeah. their life, right? So super talented actors. And I don't know how I recon... Somebody, maybe when I was just in London, Mitch or somebody told me, somebody at the school, you know, said, oh, she's in Colombia now, like, doing medicine work. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to Colombia. So I WhatsApped her, and she's like, I'm in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, she's like, where are you going to be? And I was like, I'm in Cartagena. Can, can Let's visit each other. And she's like, oh, it's like a 24-hour drive from where I'm going to be. Wow. But she's studying medicinal therapy. Yeah. And she's singing. Oh she's my playing guitar God. and singing. I, so I used to live with Ord. Um, oh my God. Simone, this is so yeah, crazy. It's crazy. I did not know this. So she, she, she's one of my favorite people. You know, I love her. We met, we met on, in my first class with you. Oh my God. We ended up moving in together and it was life changing. Like I made so so many things happened ever since like I moved in with her. Oh and my god! I never knew this. I swear yeah, to goodness. Yeah, she's a really dear friend. And uh, let's have her facilitate uh, uh, an, an ayahuasca, ayahuasca ceremony. ceremony. We'll oh go back god, to Colombia. I'll do it with you. I would love it. I was thinking that today. I was like, <laughs> I gotta let her know I did it. And I was like, Oh, you should be a shamanistic like a healer and do it. Mm -hmm. I think she's really into it. She right? is so into it, and Aww. she's a, she's amazing. She really. She, I'm so excited so for her. her. Yeah, me too. So I love that you. Were just, okay, we have to send her a photo. I cannot yeah. wait. I, can't I wait. actually, there was a piece of advice she gave me. Like, tell me. I was going through a lot of stuff with work and other things. Was this I, like recently? Recent this yeah. year, yeah. And I, I don't speak to her all the time, but every month or so, I'll call just to check up on her. Yeah. And, like have a catch up and. She, we were talking about stuff, and I wanted my, one of my friends, like, or to just validate me and be like, everything's gonna be okay, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And we were talking about stuff that we were both going through, and she was like, but it's okay, shit happens, it's okay. And she's she's so strong, and the way she was saying it, I was just like, you're right, you're so right, and it always stuck with me, like, whenever I my ego would try and be controlling a situation mm -hmm. or something within my work. I'm like, oh, it's just not going the way I want it to. It's so shit right now. And then I would think of her and be like, but it's okay. It's okay. This seems to be a big theme for you, Simone, of allowing it to be... Shit. Like, <laughs> allowing it to be shit. <laughs> right? Yeah. Allowing it to be shit, but also knowing, like, it's not that big of a deal. Exactly. Or what I was telling you a few weeks ago when we were talking, like, also, like, the things that we look at in our acting, nobody else is tracking. Nobody's really tracking that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? No. Okay. In other words, like when we are self-critical, like when you watch yourself right. and you're like, okay. oh my God, yeah. why did they use that take? And I yeah. remember doing a much better take, yeah. but we're not, we're not, we're in it. You're not your best, what's my word? Like you can't assess your work fully that way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you're part of this whole story yeah. and and I don't think actors have the optics outside to, to even really see it clearly yeah. mm -hmm. even the full story they don't because when you watch Bridgerton you're you're yes of course you're going to watch the story and how it all comes together but you're also going to be so min minutely focusing on yourself yeah but I won't be because I mean maybe a little bit because I work with you but but I'm not because I'm seeing how you fit in, in with the, the rest of the story yeah. that's how most people actors most people see things in the context of story. Exactly. And it's, you know, I think um, I, I would always hear from Mitch. He would always say, you know, the script is the star. That's right. The story is the, the star. The story is the star. And actually having some distance from watching myself. I haven't seen the series, but I've seen little clips. Um, and then the minute I got distance and then revisited it, you kind of get over yourself. Yeah. And you're like, well, yeah. it's a story. You're yeah. watching it's and you <clears throat> I think I think that, that what that's what helps me kind of watch myself back. It's like instead of being so minute and like controlling and like, oh but th this take was better or this or I breathed in this moment instead or whatever mm. or blinked or whatever. But then you you kinda get over that and you're like, this is a beautiful story. Mm. And like Yeah, you have to be able to see it from 
an audience yeah from a different perspective yeah you know it's funny because i have a student who's on this cw show i think a cw show called kung fu mm -hmm. and um he's on the podcast it hasn't come out yet but we, we were talking he had this big emotional scene kind of similar to what you were talking about earlier but i think it's apropos and he he finally got quote unquote got there like he was really it was with seen with his father right yeah. and he's really emotional and really letting it rip and then when he ended up watching that episode they didn't use that take that he's like yeah I crushed it because I like really was emotive and yeah. like I couldn't do it and then I finally let go and it was crying and and he's like they didn't even use that take like they used a take where I hardly showed any like emotion at all yeah. and it worked. Mm -hmm. And so again, I guess that's my point is to keep remembering like we have to show up and we have to do things fully and we have to do things committedly. And then it's everything that we're talking about. Be open to a different take, may bring up something different and you go there and then your job is done. Mm -hmm. Then how they put together the editing of something. I can't say names here, but like uh, this client I was just talking to, we were talking about this other movie that, it was a very famous movie, came out a couple of years ago, and the movie's, let's say, two hour length, right? Apparently the editing was longer than, well, longer than the actual entire filmmaking process. Wow. Because this person's, this famous actor's performance was built in the editing room. Yeah. And so the editor took almost as long as it took to make the movie, so quite a few months, to carve this performance. But see, the, but, but, but we don't know that. I didn't even know that about this mm -hmm. movie, right? Mm -hmm. And I love this actor. And, but, but it's so fascinating. Now that I hear, I don't know, I was like, oh, I've heard those kind of stories before. Yeah. But, the, but the average actor doesn't hear that. And so we compare, I'm always saying, we compare our like blemishy, acne mm -hmm. breakout, you know, mm -hmm. dress rehearsal to everybody's opening night. And yeah. like, we think they're so perfect, mm. but you're not in the editing bay. You're not behind the scenes seeing mm -hmm. all the false starts. You exactly. know what I mean? So, well, you saw it, you've been on set with people and you see like, oh, sometimes they had it and sometimes they didn't. Yeah, but yeah, I guess so. Um, or did you feel like they always brought it? I think no, Simone, that's not, insane. No, 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 not, no, I don't mean it in that way. I think I was kind of going off what you were saying about the um, you know, we're comparing our like dress rehearsals oh, got it. to perfection. Right. Um, and I feel like the minute you kind of understand that and you acknowledge that and you let it go, for me anyway, that's where I grew confidence. Because mm -hmm. I was just kind of like, there's only so much I can do. That's right. And it's, it's a lot of hard work. Yeah. So why am I making it harder for myself <laughs> by after like Bingo. 11 months of filming or yeah. something yeah. or whatever yeah. being like, it's just not good enough. It's yeah. not this, it's not that. Yeah. Just, I, it got to the point where I was like, I'm actually just going to be okay and happy with this. And it then gives you confidence to, to just keep going and to keep trusting your instincts and you feel energized to give the best performance you can because mm. you're not all these little voices and these comparisons and it's not perfect or it's not this and it's not the, you know, like the edit or whatever, like you can just let go. Um, but you, but you saw people who would do takes that were, were not working, mm, right? So like course. you see all of that and yeah. you start to, right. it humanizes yeah. the experience. So you're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm doing just fine. Exactly. You know what I mean? Oh my God. I think I watched an interview cause I, I struggled with something that we were working on about getting to this emotional place. Yeah. And I was, I was, you know, we were on Zoom and I was like, I'm really worried about this. I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself. Yeah. And I watched um, an interview, I think it was Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Leonardo DiCaprio for him. Oh, wow. Home in Hollywood. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And some, I don't know what the question was, but it was like, oh, have you guys ever like choked up on set or not been able to get the take? And all three of them were like, laughing. Yeah. 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 And you're exhausted. You just can't get it. And your scene partner's killing it. And you just can't do it. And I watched it and I was like, oh my God. Like... <laughs> I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Yeah, I know. And it's so, it's like, it's so honest. I know. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice. And hopefully book the fucking job. Are you a Capricorn? What sign are you? I've asked you this no, before. No, I'm an Aries. You're an Aries. Because <laughs> you're so Capricorn in like 
you must have Capricorn rising because you're so hard on yourself. Capricorns are very driven by like the perfectionistic principle. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I've let it go a lot. You have, but, but, but that has been a theme for you, it Simone. It has been a theme. It's also, I listen, think, I think it's a little British too, right? Like right. when we first started working, you, 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 your breakthroughs would come when, yes, when I would force you to let go, mm-hmm. right? Because your energy would go toward assembling something perfectly. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is your theme. I think I you would use used to use the term good student. Yes. And I and uh-huh. I, I still have that a lot yes. in me. And I think it is the fear of doing something wrong, saying something uh-huh. wrong and then uh-huh. everything goes to shit. It uh-huh. crumbles and it's yeah. like you said one thing and then yeah. now you're unemployed and homeless. <laughs> um, and I think but actually the more confidence that I've been having and, you know, my self esteem growing, I think um I it takes me a minute, but then I warm up into it and then I I feel so it, that that part just kind of goes away. Mm. I can't really articulate it. No, you it, did. You articulated yeah. it well. Mm-hmm. I also think, do you think that's a bit of like being a Brit or being a woman? Like sometimes being it's a like, woman, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. Because I, I, okay, so two different things. I think one thing that I've definitely gotten rid of and I'm not so hard on myself about is how I feel about my body and mm. my looks. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something a lot of women can relate mm-hmm. to. And getting to that point where I'm just so, uh, health comes first and just happiness comes first. And that creates, that makes me feel beautiful and confident and mm-hmm. whatever I want to feel. Mm-hmm. So that was a massive thing I got rid of. I still think we're in a, in a period where, from what I've experienced on a set, men have got license to get away with yeah, certain of course. things. And as a woman, it, if you did the same thing, of course. it would be a different story. Yeah. And that is something that I've been experiencing and it, it makes me so angry and frustrated. But then I'm like, well, and this is something I'm still going through. How do I change that? And is me kicking and screaming about it gonna help? Maybe. Or is actually just fucking doing it anyway. Yeah. And just doing it for myself. Yeah. And it doesn't matter like what other like male members might experience compared to me, but just doing it for me and yeah, I, I don't really know where I was going with No, saying, you're right. But, I mean, but yeah. that, that's, that's for all of us, right? Like, is we liberate ourselves and either people will get it or they won't. But those mm. people who don't get it, we're not doing it for them, their own, their liberation anyway. We're doing mm. it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. By proxy, they may, they may, that's the whole thing, right? By us liberating ourselves to be who we authentically are, we give people permission to do it themselves. Exactly. That's why you're leading it. But let me ask you too, like, what about like your South Asian heritage? Is that like also played a part in like, um, or do you I, not? No, I no definitely. I I think so. Not as much now. That well, yeah, I'm it's amazing. Thinking. There's more roles, and you're yeah. breaking through, right? Yeah. Like yeah. My truth is, is I I grew up in between England and California, right? And my name is Simone, which is a French name. And I was mainly raised in a westernized kind of world. Yeah. I listened to Fleetwood Mac and watched Tarantino movies and yeah. whatever. And I went to a school where all of my friends were British. Or I met, like, I didn't go to an American school, but I had American friends. Right. Um, so I, I wouldn't ever say, like, you know, I, I, I had any restrictions in the sense my parents were like, you have to do this, right. you have to do that. I was, I was very lucky in that sense that you know, it wasn't that easy, but I was able to go off and do what I wanted. Yeah. Yes, I think being hard on myself might stem from a bit of, like, my parents' upbringing, maybe. Yeah, of course. They, they had to kind of li- live life on eggshells a little bit, and they were surviving very much. And they didn't come from, like, an incredibly privileged background in that sense. But, so, you know, there's layers and layers of different things as to why one might be hard on themselves. But. Well, you know, I think, were they, were they immigrants to the UK? Yeah. My parents were immigrants from Germany. Right. And I find this to be like a part of a very, I, I heard this uh, spiritual podcast and I can't remember the name. It's an author who talks a lot about the immigrant experience or the children of immigrants oftentimes mm. adopt the sort of um, that, what you're talking about, that, that essence, that ethos of like, hardworking and beating yeah. ourselves up through yeah. not, uh, not, not necessarily 
success or fame. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about that. But the, the work ethic part of like mm-hmm. really having to work really hard and if we fall beneath a certain mark. Mm-hmm. And in, in acting, it's more nebulous, but we still hold ourselves to that kind of immigrant mentality. Yeah. Even though we're not like out like planting potatoes or doing yeah. something that yeah. like my forefathers might have done, we still are really working hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's purposeful that we break that my value, this is something I've had to work on a lot, is that my value is not connected to how much I achieve mm. in terms of pr- productivity of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, and when I'm talking about achievement, listeners, I'm not talking about like achievement that we often equate in the business. Mm-hmm. You know, my family still, my mom and dad still, they're amazing and they're so Americanized, whatever, but they do use hard work as the reward for achievement. Yeah. Wow. So actually, if I'm if I'm honest, I notice a massive change in my 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 mom particularly. Uh huh. I think when we were growing up, my brother was always like an overachiever, A star kind of thing. See. Uh huh. Yeah. Super academic, uh-huh. like kind of <clears throat> almost bulletproof in that sense. Like he was he was so successful in every kind of chapter of his life in that sense becoming an adult and having a job and whatever and my mum you know immediately noticed that I wasn't going down an academic route and it was it was awful like as a teenager oh my oh, god oh yeah you were just, like it was fucking all over the place I'm sure yeah but and then, she's like my daughter right yeah. you're probably a big pain to her well I was a massive pain yeah yeah yeah, and, yeah. you know she was scared turbulent that I was gonna yes just, you know ruin my life for example <laughs> But she, but if I'm really honest, like, she can see how much hard work I'm doing and all of that. But, and I used to be afraid actually to speak to my mom about like uh-huh, my achievements uh-huh, and my career uh-huh. and whatever. But if this year particularly, what I hear from her is like, you deserve it. Just uh-huh. be happy. Enjoy it. Enjoy every moment of it. Like, She's right, Simone. And she, yeah. And I, it's, it, it's something that when I'm feeling so anxious or like just, hard on myself or I've had a shit day or something that advice of hers like it just it's that whole to remember that yeah Mm, but I also think and I know you're not saying this but because I think you have had a huge breakthrough but like I also want to remind listeners that I'm sure your mom isn't just saying that just because you booked a big show and you're Mm. one of the leads on it I also think it's just important for us to like oh I'm like really moved by it Mm. if we like just show up to our own lives and like your success this year has been a product of all the stuff you've been doing. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the last two years of you, more than two years, but the last five years of you working on your craft and your skills and your yeah. talent, that's all led to this stuff. But that stuff is also so valuable. Like mm-hmm. that to me is also an achievement that we deserve. Like I sometimes I was thinking today, I was like, God, human beings, like we don't recognize our own ability to persevere mm-hmm. and how powerful that is yeah just to like when we are really showing up to our lives and the things we want to do even yeah. if it's not always working out like yeah. we want it to mm-hmm. the fact that you're brave enough to like stand yeah. in that yeah that's that's we deserve that you deserve to like pat yourself on the back and be like you know what i'm doing just fine mm-hmm. you know yeah and i mean this is me being really honest but like before I moved to LA, I, I made a decision. I, I left, you know, my life behind in London and I came to Los Angeles and I That's was, brave. It, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was struggling with a lot of different things at the time and I wanted to be more independent. I was the younger sibling in my family and I've always been quite protected in that sense. Mm. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I need to get my driver's license. I want to be able to drive a car. I want how how can you be a leading lady on set if you can't drive, drive a car? car. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but I just kind of interesting, yeah. I failed my test like seven times. I like I it was awful. I Here was in so LA, stressed. No, oh, in London. In London, oh my and god. And then I I would queue up at the DMV at four a.m. every time every morning, and they would always turn me away because I didn't have one thing or like you know they couldn't <laughs> scan my passport. And, oh my god. And you know flying back and forth a lot and I you know I, I was going through a lot of different things and um it was it was it was a, a, a bit of a gray time and then when I got the role and 
you know, cut to now, I'm sitting in front of you, I, I drove here. Yeah, you did. Like, and you I, parked. I do kind of like drive around and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like that was really, you did it. that was so hard, like the past few years, but like, look at where I am now. But I bet you felt when you got your license, were you like, oh my God, I did it. No. You weren't? Because only now. Now you I'm experience like, oh, it. Okay, yeah. I just drive around and go to Tony's and yeah. then go stop at a friend's or something right. and I have you know, that, that kind of freedom that I'm like, well, if you hadn't back in, you know, two, three years ago made that decision and been like, you know, I, I pushed myself. And committed. Like, got to get your life. Every time you, you failed. Know? How many times? Eight times? Seven times. <laughs> I like landed Simone, from LA that is to hilarious. And I Did was you... so jet lagged and I started the car in London. I started driving on the wrong side of the road because I thought I was in LA. <laughs> Did you have a drive, like a, a teacher in the car with you? In, in London? Yeah. Yeah. So they, like, would see these things and be like, oh, girl. Well, I was it, Well, it's really hard to get your license in London. Oh, it is? Where I was driving. Okay, okay. Like, most That's people funny. get it in, like, their parents' hometown. Okay, like, right. Super sleepy, and there's, like, one roundabout... That's like a one. Yours exit. like beep beep beep. Yeah, like in the hardest yeah, part. Yeah. Okay. Of oh my god. Like central yeah. London or something. Yeah. Did you? Um. Were you like really nervous and freaking out every time you had to do the driver's part? No. Oh, I wasn't you were nervous. Okay. I was like. Come so on, why did you? Why did you keep failing then? I just like things like, like driving on the wrong side of the road or like that just one was like, bad. <laughs> driving on the wrong side of the road was bad. Just but it's always like little itty bitty things where oh you'll be like, oh, I've only got like five minutes left. Don't fuck up now, and then one thing will happen. Like I don't know. I I didn't. I, put out your turn signal or something. So, like not something, even like that. Not even that. It, would just, it would always be like an in the moment like. Oh, there's a learner reversing, so you've got to give way. You gave them a little bit less room or whatever, something like because oh. you gave them way, then you blocked like a residential parking or something. Oh wow, they are really strict. They're really strict. Yeah. Wow. Well, I was. I would never really pass. I would never pass. Probably. Really? Yeah. Really. Yeah. Well, to get sorry, I'm sitting. That's with my okay. Short dress. Oh, that's um, right. It's riding up. It's, it's um, really easy. I feel like much easier in LA. That well, yeah, kind but. of feels like. There's a lot of bad drivers here. I feel like everybody gets their license here. Really? Yes. <laughs> Have you not experienced that driving yet? Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. these drivers. Yeah. Um, that is really funny, seven times. That's like, did you ever see the British movie Happy Go Lucky? No. With, 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 um, oh my God, you would know. Oh no. It's hilarious and also really moving. It sounds like an Adam Sandler. No, no, no. It, you need to see that movie. People have done it, scenes from it in class where it's the, the, the Brit, the, it's, they're two Brits and the, the woman is getting her driver's license <laughs> and she do, is doing a driver training with her, what are they called? Like, the instructor. The instructor. Yeah. And he ends up kind of falling in love with her. Aww. You should watch that movie. Okay. Yeah. It will bring back good, bad memories of your driving with the instructor. Yeah without the part of him falling in love with you maybe mm -hmm. but like yeah it's really funny i'm surprised you don't know that movie it was a really it was a big it was a big hit okay i think okay. it got nominated for some big awards actually okay people do scenes from it in class still and it's really funny right like when they're in the scene and he's like okay check your rearview mirror okay check your back okay you're go. and he's like screaming at her and she's so stressed out oh like God. yeah it's really funny I yeah, I'm yeah. getting hints of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy calls. Go Lucky, I think it's called. Wow. Well, Simone, let's do the speed round, unless you have anything else to say. Let me find my questions. It's fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ah, I may not ask all of them. Okay. If you weren't an actor, what would you be? I always say marine biologist. Oh, wow. Because I love swimming, and I love the ocean, ocean and animals. Life. Yeah. It would be something to do with animals. Oh. But um, I, th I think being a marine biologist is a very academic job. Like, I think you ha it's basically being a scientist. It's true. Yeah. No, you have to so do that part. there's me thinking I'll be, like, you know, in Mexico. <laughs> Just like, swimming with the whales. <laughs> swimming with the whales. But I love photography. I always wanted to do, like, underwater, like, photography or something like that. So, okay, underwater stuff. Okay, marine water. stuff. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have Pisces in you. Favorite <laughs> film of all time, or just favorite film? I've got a few. That's okay, what I'm going to say. I, yeah. loved, I love Kill Bill. I love, love Most it. Famous. That oh, movie. Gosh, yeah, that was a great movie. I love Boogie Nights. These are old ones, yeah. Boogie Nights. Yeah, I, I actually good... watched it a few nights ago. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, because that's... It's, Julianne it's, Moore is great in that movie. Yeah. Or no, was Julia Moore in it? Julia yeah, Moore she was in it. it. Yeah. yeah. 
And I, Kill Bill and Boogie Nights are the same for me because it's a tale about people just surviving, mm. like mm-hmm. and trying to like move forward and like run away from their problems mm. or whatever, and all this stuff kind of happens, and you know the truth always surfaces at the end, and they're confronted with people that are changing, and then they confront like themselves. I'm not really saying this in the right way. No, you are. And Roller Girl, what was her name? That was a big breakthrough uh, for her. Yeah. Um, Roller Girl was actually an inspiration for a character in Sex Education. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, cool. So I know her name. Okay, what's something you can't do without? Uh, uh, walking my dog. Okay, what kind of dog do you have? Cocker Spaniel. Aww. Yeah. What advice would you give for your younger self? Go to therapy sooner. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good, too. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Good one. I'm glad you said that. I, yeah. <laughs> what scares you the most? Really honest? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, saying goodbye to my mom. Oh, uh, say goodbyes, yeah. 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 Well, there are no goodbyes, really, right? It's so long. I will see you soon. We're destined to meet again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How would you describe acting in one word? Exciting. What's something that you've learned from the school? Or me, or any of our... You've had so many good teachers. Trusting myself. Trusting yourself. Trusting my instincts. It's an ongoing process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the last question, what's your definition of love? Dedicating attention to something. Hmm, so that's beautiful. So it could be yeah. giving love to a plant, making sure every day you miss it and water it. De- giving love to yourself, making sure every day I drink lots of water, go to yoga, see a friend Mm. and laugh, loving someone, making, you know, dedicating attention to Mm -hmm. them, making sure if I'm not going to see them that I at least, you know, dedication to something. I love it. I think this is from Boogie Nights, you know, Uh attention and love are kind of Uh similar things. Yeah. Never heard that before. And practicing that. Uh Uh-huh. I love it. Yeah. I always say my definition of love is just this moment right now. Oh! I always get awes. It's funny yeah. because like I, I have so many guests. I had so many guests, and <laughs> I'm I'm so. But I'm always so surprised that that none of them know that they always have the same. They're always like, oh, and I was like, don't you guys listen to my podcast? I say it on every <laughs> yeah. single freaking podcast. I'm just kidding. So Simone, thank you so much for being thank here. You. It was such a, a spirited talk. Yeah. And tell our listeners first of all where they can find you on the socials. Uh, Simone Ashley on Instagram. Simone Ashley on the gram. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um... And that's... I'm not on Twitter. Not on Twitter. Probably else. smart. Yeah. And <laughs> and the new season of Bridgerton is... In March. March. Yeah. Sometime soon. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll say sometime soon. Mm-hmm. On Netflix. On Netflix. Okay, we're excited to see you. Can you say the name of your character? Her name's Kate. Kate. Does she have a last name? Sharma. Kate Sharma. Yeah. Okay, we're going to leave you there just waiting with bated breath to find out what happens to Kate Sharma on Bridgerton. Thanks, Simone. Thank you. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice. And hopefully book the fucking job.